Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Join now. By Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst. Legs. Legs, we're we're playing old dirty, give me my money, because we're giving away $10,000 a day on this program, (laughs) $2,500 at a time. Legs, let me tell you how it works. Ten after the hour, you hear the winning word, you text it to 777000, and you're entered for your chance to win $2,500. We have given away $187,500 so far, one hour at a time. Can you believe this, Tim? Am I eligible? Am I eligible to uh, participate, get some of this cash, or what? Yes. See, why not? Uh, Hey, Tim, we're we're talking about this this morning. You know, sometimes you look at a team or a player, there's no greatness in there, right? There's no chance. But sometimes you look at a guy, it's there, but you got to unlock it somehow. And, and it looked with A.D. like he was going in the wrong direction. Remember when he was top five? Is he even top ten anymore? And then, bam, look at this. What happened? The talent's always been there. It's undeniable. We know what Anthony Davis is capable of. He's one of the most versatile offensive players of his generation. And we saw what was they were capable of as a team when they ran through him down in the bubble when they won that championship. The problem with Anthony Davis is we always see this in short bursts. The sustainability of it over the course of an entire season is what has been rare with Anthony Davis. So this, to me, is not surprising. It's not surprising he even had a 55-point game. That doesn't shock me because he's six foot eleven with a quick first step, a pure jump shot, and great strength in the paint. So that doesn't surprise me that he would have that kind of night. The question, as always with Anthony Davis, is can you continue to be the focal point for another four, five months. Uh, and, you know, we expect him at some point to probably go out, but can he be ready April 15th, you know, for a two-month run potentially through four rounds as the focal point? That is what we don't know about Anthony Davis. So I'm not surprised one bit by the way the Lakers are playing right now or by the way Anthony Davis is playing because the talent is there. Uh, they look like they're having fun for the first time. They're playing faster. Their offense is finally clicking, and they decided to have an identity, which is Anthony Davis as the focal point. And that's why the Lakers right now have turned things around. Let's see where they are a month from now. Legs, I agree with you. We were talking about this before, all three of us. And, and you know this, two Legs. We both know so many players in the National Basketball Association that their position was one, but they never wanted to be that position. Well, I'm something else, right? Let me prove to you that I'm something else. Him accepting that five spot, that center position, how much credit do you actually give to Darvin Ham? Granted, an injury from LeBron kind of forced it on AD, but the way he communicated the sense of urgency to Anthony Davis. All the credit in the world, uh, and you notice, Jay Will, as well as anybody, Communication from a head coach to, to his players is everything. And, and we both have played for a lot of different guys. Some guys are good communicators, some not so much. And when you're not, there, there's always this gray area, it's foggy. And the players maybe sometimes are a little bit too empowered. I think the way that he approached him and made him understand this is the best method for our team going forward, 
I think absolutely helped. There's a lot of respect there. Darvin Ham's been around this league a long time. He's a guy that commands respect. He's got a great reputation. He's got great relationships throughout the league. So that helps. And I think the way he approached him has helped turn this thing around. You know, it's funny you said that about the position. You know, look at a situation very similar to Minnesota right now. Carl Anthony Towns had the best year of his career last year at the five. I don't want to play five. What do they do? They acquiesce to him. They go out. They trade for Rudy Gobert. They give up a ton to get him. You're going to play with two bigs now. Put Cat at the, quote, four, whatever that really means in today's basketball. And it hasn't really been smooth sailing for that group because maybe that wasn't in the best interest of their team to do that. But in the case of the Lakers, Anthony Davis is buying into that right now. And as a result, they've turned things around here in the short term. But, look, you can't deny how much better they're playing offensively. 126 points a game in their last eight wins. I mean, that's, that's number one pace in the league during that time. So something is clearly going right, and it's obviously making the Lakers a much more interesting story. And finally, I can talk about them when they're winning, because i got to talk about them every day anyway. They might as well be winning if I'm going to be forced to talk about the Lakers. Wow, forced to talk about my Lakers. Interesting, Tim. <laughs> what, what do you make of the little – That's right, Key. What do you make of the I – don't, I don't know, the, the, the little bit of issue – that went on with, with Coach McMillan and Trey Young down in Atlanta. What do you make of that? They say nothing. Yeah, they're saying nothing. And I think to this point, based on Trey Young's track record and reputation and Nate McMillan's, I'm going to buy into that and say, okay, it's a one-off. Here's the problem, though. Let's keep an eye on that because we all know what happens to coaches if an actual rift develops between a star player and a head coach. And if this is something that now maybe leads to the next thing, or if there's in any way now a change in the trust factor, a change in the way they communicate, now you are going to have a problem going forward. But initially, I'm going to call it what it is, what they're both saying it is, which is a one-off. It was an issue. Things happen all the time in NBA locker rooms, in shoot-arounds, in film sessions, in a post-game, on buses, on charters, all kinds of stuff over the course of, of a season. And, and, and the teams that navigate it the best and put that stuff to bed and keep it in-house, which is important. I think that's why Trey Young is so miffed right now because a lot of this got out. Uh, it's harder to keep stuff in-house than ever. So a lot of this stuff is going to be now for public consumption. Let's see if they can squash this and move ahead and go forward. I don't think they've had the start to the year they exactly wanted, but they're still in a four spot in the Eastern Conference. So they're still doing pretty well. Uh, but they have higher expectations after getting DeJounte Murray. Let's keep an eye on it because if a rift does develop and there's something else now that comes after this, that's a problem for a head coach in the NBA because we all know a head coach isn't winning that battle. The star player has got too much power now in this league for that to, to go on. So let's see what happens. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for now. So, Lex, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but there there is a video out there that has been going viral about a, quote, hungry a reporter who constantly asks Trey Young over and over and over about him not being available, about him not being there, what's going on with the coach communication-wise. And I got a text from a player last night that literally said, see, this is why we don't rock with the media like that. And we never want to – because it's always like a trap game. And, and how would you advise a player who's like Trey Young, who is a young leader of a team that isn't doing as well, right, where the media is always poking and prodding to try to find out what's wrong with why this team isn't hitting the ground running the way they were supposed to? 
Hardest thing in the world to navigate for a young player to be the leader, to be the guy that's got the microphone in your face every day and, and, and people want answers and you're the guy that's got to provide them when you're still a young player trying to figure out ultimately what your ceiling's going to be. And, and, you know, can you be a guy that leads a team deep into the postseason? That's who Trey Young is right now. And so to have th- these questions over and over and over again, I understood why he got irritated the other day because the, the reporter would just not let it go. And finally, Trey, he was trying to avoid eye contact, and finally he just stopped, turned, looked him dead in the eye, and, and tried to put it to rest and, like, let's not go there anymore. Look, it's a tough road to walk. But I think what happens is, unfortunately, guys start to become a little bit jaded, and the answers become shorter. The answers become a little bit more, you know, with an edge to them when you do give answers to the media. And let's hope Trey Young doesn't go there because he does have an engaging personality and he's got all the star quality that you need to be that guy in the spotlight of a franchise trying to, you know, really find themselves. Um, but that kind of thing and that kind of interaction with the media definitely can make you a little bit more withdrawn. So hopefully that doesn't affect Trey Young in that way. But it's, it's going to be something to keep an eye on. Interesting. Lex, when you hear the name Jason Tatum, what comes to mind for you? Oh, my goodness. Well, he's, he's to me, he's a top five talent in the league. Ooh. He was last year. He emerged last year as an MVP candidate, a first-team all-league player. He's one of the most complete offensive players in the game. And actually, he has really transformed himself defensively over the last two seasons as well. The guy gets after it. He takes on challenges. He wants to guard the top players at his position. They do not hide him. He doesn't worry about foul trouble. He guards guys. So I have a lot of respect for him on both ends. Here's now where Jason Tatum is, though, based on his finals performance a year ago. Say, okay. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. First time got to that stage, he got thoroughly outplayed by Golden State's best player. He did not play his best basketball. Had a very inefficient series shooting the basketball. Boston loses that in six games. You say, okay. Now, everything he does in a regular season, you kind of saying, okay, he's still continuing to grow, but... We're now going to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because we want to see what happens when he's back on that stage. And the next time he's back there, by the way, right now, if the playoffs started today, would you take Boston or the field? I would take Boston. That's how much they have separated from every other team in the league right now as we sit here. Obviously, a lot's going to change. But they're expected right now to not only get to the finals, maybe to win it all. How does he play when he's back on that stage? Because if he has another poor performance, win or lose, win or lose, that series, if he does not play well as their best player and an MVP candidate in this league, now that pressure starts to build and it's cumulative year after year. So right now for me, okay, I saw a lot of this last year. He's a sensational player. I absolutely will give him the benefit of the doubt that the next time he'll play much better. But he's going to have to do that or he's going to have a lot of questions to answer and a lot of weight to carry with him going forward if that happens to him again when the lights are brightest. Facts, Lex. Last year we talked about Jason Tatum being on the outside, outside that velvet rope at the VIP Lounge, I, I, it's safe to say he's inside that velvet rope right now. Like, he is sitting at the table with all of his bottles. He has legitimized himself. Another player that has done that as well, maybe still has a lot more work to do, actually, Luka Doncic. And I sit there legs watching him play a lot, and I know last night they got a big win against Phoenix, and he had 24 points and, like, 13 rebounds in the, in the halftime and ended up with triple-double. What is the difference between Luka and prime James Harden, though? Can you tell me the difference, legs? 
That's a great question because I, I have this conversation, I feel like, on a daily basis with people that are just fans that watch the game and you're interacting with them. And, and it's a great point. It's a valid point because, for me, those two players have the highest usage rate in terms of how teams run their offense, any players in NBA history. No offenses have ever operated the way that Houston's did when Harden was there and the way that this Dallas Mavericks team does with Luka Doncic. It's so one-player dominant in the amount of time he has the basketball per possession. So there are a lot of similarities. I think the one difference for me between the two of them is Luka Doncic's passing ability from the paint. Look, James Harden was a guy that could get down, he'll get to the line. He could shoot the step back three. Like, he didn't really do a lot in the mid-range area to floor. But his primary uh, assists when he turned the corner were pocket passes and lobs. Luka Doncic has the ability, because he's just bigger, he can get the ball from one side of the court to the other with a lot more velocity because of his size. So he can pick you apart once he's down deep into the gut at any area of the floor behind the three-point line. And that, I think, makes him just a little bit more dangerous as a guy that can actually control the game and beat you in the end. With Harden, we understood the numbers he was going to put up, but when he push came to shove in a seven-game series and teams were adjusting to how they wanted to play him, he had some moments in the postseason where he flat out just did not get it done to the extent he needed to. Luca has shown he can continue to operate at the exact same rate or even take it up a notch in the postseason. So that, for me, is the biggest difference between the two players. I think that element to Luca's game, and he has proven it, he is not phased by the pressure as it continues to mount round after round, leading a team to a conference final last year, which we did not expect to happen. Tim, that's great stuff. Thank you, as always. And and that's really eye-opening. Like It's it's interesting because Harden, you always think about outside or paint points, and maybe he chewed up too much of the clock before he passed it. And Luka has a lot of the similar game, except that the, the when the defense collapses, he can kick a little differently, right? So that makes him a little more of a dangerous postseason threat, maybe. Tim Legler, we have a... KJM 10K a day giveaway to get to right now. It's winning word time. You know what the winning word is right now, guys? What is it? Let's 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 first of all hear our whole production and make it a big deal. KJ and Max 10K giveaway. The winning word of the hour. Hey Legs, if you hear this, you got to text it to seven 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 zero zero zero. You ready? Legs, are you ready? Okay, here it is. Legs. Legs is the winning word of the hour. If Legler hadn't already left, I would have had fun with that for a little while. Legs, L-E-G-S, text the 777-000. You might win 2500 bucks. Keyshawn J. Will Max. is presented by Progressive Insurance. What's up, Key? I think he left with his legs. He left. <laughs> <laughs> Get a business insurance quote online. In as little as six minutes, visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. Baker Mayfield, cut for the Carolina Panthers. Where's he going to go? Is it possible that Mayfield and his agent are trying to get him to San Francisco? All veterans are subject to waivers, and I don't think he makes it to San Francisco at 25. Houston, Indy, New Orleans, take a free look at a guy that could be your quarterback a year from now. There's no downside. It's $1.3 million. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Kyle Shanahan says he'd be surprised. If the 49ers add Baker Mayfield, if the coach would be surprised, I'm safe to say it wouldn't happen, right? Kyle Shanahan 
at the 49ers uh, press conference uh, answering that question. Do you guys have uh, any interest in pursuing Baker Mayfield on the waiver wire? Um, I mean, we look into everything, but um, that was, I mean, that surprised me right now. And we got to discuss more this afternoon and stuff. But, um, you know, I've always been a fan of his, but feel real good about our players. And we'll look into everything, but I feel pretty good with where we're at right now. I mean, here's the real question, guys. Because, Key, I know you like, you call him Brock Pretty. It looked pretty with him in there. It did. It looked like, you know, when you say it looks the same. Yeah, it looked the same. If me. anything, it looked a little better than it did with Garoppolo, although he'd have a lot to prove before you could say he's Garoppolo. Garoppolo has made deep playoff runs consistently. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's getting ready to take him to the Super Bowl, but what I do know is I, I, I think I know quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think I played with enough in my career, been around <laughs> enough of them to know a good one. Certainly no bad ones, ones, that's for sure. <laughs> And everything that he did in the game against the Miami uh, Dolphins certainly looked like a guy who can handle whatever is being thrown at him thus far. Now, obviously, three quarters is not going to prove anything, but I said the same thing about Dr. Z and the New England Patriots. He looked better than Mac Jones to me. Mm -hmm. And you, you look at that and you could tell, you just say, with everything around him, a running game, Kristen McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, IU Kittle, a defense. It, it just he just looks right. I didn't get any, I, I didn't go through three quarters holding my breath and saying every time he threw the ball, oh my god, oh but, he so, ooh, it almost got picked. Jimmy Garoppolo gonna give me at least two or three of those a game. So so bottom line is Jay, if there's a starting job available and he's released and people don't even want to look at him, it leads to the question is Baker Mayfield an NFL starting quarterback? No, no, he's not a starting not caliber starter. quarterback. I mean, he had the opportunity with that in Cleveland, the opportunity with that in North Carolina, where he got beat out by Sam Darnold and PJ Walker. Uh, I mean, I, and he was a he had every weapon around him, and I, I don't think that's look. Baker Mayfield is going to find a different way to get on a roster, and like a vet used to say to me back in the day, sometimes you got to get in where you fit in. But the question does lead to me, Key that even if you do like Brock Purdy better, if your backups are Josh Johnson or Jacob Easton, like wouldn't you want to have Baker Mayfield on your roster as a no. backup in case Purdy got hurt? You don't want him as a backup? No. You don't why? Want him as a, he's why disruptive? Not? not even as a backup? No, it's not that he's disruptive. For one, he has to get caught up to speed. Therefore, that means that I'm now taking time away from developing Brock. We're also taking time away from developing Jacob Easton and, jo- and Johnson. And now I got to develop Baker Mayfield. I have to cut one of those guys. Which one am I going to cut? I probably, okay, I'll cut Johnson because Jacob Easton's been there. So I'll cut Johnson. He just got there. And now I have to get him up to speed. The season's almost over with. I mean, no, it's not. And on top of that, my locker room doesn't need, it, it don't need that. I'm trying to stay calm in my locker room. I'm not trying to create an environment because remember, players in the league, man, they all roll together. There's a lot of players in the league that rolls together, that rolls with one another. And when you bring an outsider into a locker room, you don't need the whispers. You don't need those sort of things. Yeah, I mean, I guess with Christian McCaffrey being there, but, I, I mean, it's not like I heard bad things about him in the locker room with the Panthers in his favor. You know, the way he handled the whole Panther situation did seem like it was a, in a classy manner. You know, uh, Oh, you I, mean asking to be traded? I mean, ask him to be released. From you talking about Cleveland? 
No, from Carolina. Is that what you said? Classy situation because he has to be released? Well, yeah, just so I'm talking about rumblings about him being you know, the no, detriment what to your team. What you're hearing about how he was. Here's the thing. It reminds me of a line from no, the Honeymooners. No, but the stuff from Cleveland which, doesn't go away. It doesn't I, yeah, go away. Yeah, I understand It that. reminds me of a line from the Honeymooners. Uh, it's a show uh, key I enjoy very much still to this day. But Ralph Ryan, Cram- Ryan. Ra- exactly. Ralph Cramden thinks he's getting a promotion, and, and Ed Norton says to him, just goes to show you, like the old saying, be good to the people on the way up because you're going to see the same people on the way down, right? Like your reputation, how you treat people around you, your relationships, your professionalism, all that will have an effect on your future. And so it doesn't, it's not why you should behave right because you should behave right because it's the right thing to do. But if you need a self-interested reason, there it is. Baker Mayfield, it does not seem to me, and I, I don't know, Jay, I know you're hearing that, but it does not seem to me that his history tells teams, hey, if we bring him in here, it's going to be smooth sailing, right? Whatever, however it shakes out, it's going to be smooth sailing. So that factors in when you're a borderline player to your opportunities. Seems to me. that fair to say, Key? Fair. Cowboys defense gets all the attention. But Washington, do they have the best defensive line? Stud Commander's defensive tackle, Darren Payne, joins us next. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Deron Payne, Washington Commanders defensive tackle with us now. Good morning, Deron. Good morning. How you doing? Uh, we could have done better if you hadn't tied against my Giants. If you would have had the decency, your quarterback, Taylor Heineken, had the decency just to take the sack on fourth and four, and the game would have been over. How do you feel after that tie? 
Uh, man, I wish we could have uh, made a little bit, made a couple more games. In the, I mean, not a couple more games, but a couple more plays in the beginning so we could have at least got a W. But uh, I guess it sets the stage for the next game, so we we got a chance to go out there and get a big W at home. Yeah, rematch. Sergeant Payne, what's happening, man? What's going on? Nothing much. Tell, tell me about the uh, the recent success that you guys have had. You kind of turned things around after a rocky start to the beginning of the season. Uh, Defensively-wise, I think we just uh, we all just settled down and started playing, playing, playing like good technique football. Like um, I know early on, I think a, a bunch of guys tried to uh, make a whole bunch of plays and like do things that probably they shouldn't be doing. So uh, now we just all settling down, playing, playing good, sound technique football. Ron, when we see Ron Rivera give those speeches in the locker room post game, he gets very emotional. What? Obviously, he's gone through so much over the last couple of years. But you know, what is it like playing and playing for Ron Rivera? I mean, he just uh, he he makes you want to fight, like fight all the way to the end. So it's just like every game we play. It seems like we have, we always have to have that grit, and, and we get it from him. What's the what's the difference between playing for Ron Rivera, playing for a hard nosed coach like Nick Saban? What's the difference between the two? Because they both know defense, they both love the defensive side of the ball, but they're kind of asking you to do different things. Uh, you talking defensively wise? Yeah, I mean, yeah. As a coach, uh, and, yeah, coach wise, coach Saban, he just—I don't know. If I was ever in the military, I—I I imagine like whoever was in charge would be him, because uh, that's just how like how tight he had things, how he ran things, and uh, coach coach uh, Ron, he—he's he, like a player coach. He always listening to us. Um, he allow us to be ourselves, and I, I appreciate him for that. Ron Payne, Washington Commanders defensive tackle, had that tie against the Giants, and they got a rematch with the Giants coming up. Um, so it, it's like there's some guys that teams seem to get a little life from. They rally behind whatever level of play we're talking about. What does it feel like to play with a quarterback like Taylor Heineke? Is he a guy who's easy to rally behind? What's that like? Oh, uh, well, I just know every every week that he's gonna go out there and try to try to put it all on the line for us to uh to to come out with a W. So it's like knowing if we may if we may get down, we just know when he gets the ball in his hands as a defense, we got to get the ball to him as many times because he gonna try to get it to the playmakers and, and big big plays gonna happen. Hey, Ron, how important is Chase Young? Because obviously we talked about you know his impact on what this defense can be. And obviously you guys have made major improvements on the defensive end, but what does he add to you guys? Uh, just like Sweat, he a, a freak of nature. Them boys like they trees on the end, man. And um, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he a, a playmaker, so it would be a nice chance to get get a, a good playmaker back. Mm-hmm. All right, that is Deron Payne, Washington Commanders defensive Sergeant tackle. Payne. Thank you for joining us this morning, Deron. All good. All right, babe. So, uh, NFC East, guys, that's like, you know, it's so funny. What's the opposite of the NFC East? The AFC West. That was the division. Can all four teams make the playoffs? And now we're in a situation where if the playoffs started today, I think all four NFC East teams, like, 
the, the only reason not every team won is because two of the teams played each other in the division and still no one lost because they tied, right? Dallas eventually whooped up on the Colts. The Eagles destroyed the Titans, and the Giants and Commanders fight to a, an overtime, obviously, tie. It's a, the, the NFC East key. Like, I, I knew the Eagles were going to be good and the Cowboys might be, but, like, I didn't see this coming. Yeah, no, I don't think you saw it coming. Everybody was touting the AFC West clearly because of the quarterback situation and Russell Wilson landed from Seattle into Denver and everybody automatically assumed, okay, this is a tougher division because Patrick Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert and, and Carr and company and they get Josh McDaniels. But yet over here, it just quietly came together. Dallas Cowboys clearly was probably going to be at the top of the heat. Philadelphia followed up, but Philly's at the top of the heat with Dallas following up now. And then you had the Giants in the rebuilding year and evaluation year, so you figured they were going to pull up the rear with a first-time head coach and a quarterback and a running back that people in the organization wasn't sure about. Then you got Washington. They lose Chase Young. They're trying to get him back. They signed Carson Wentz. Oh, my God, Carson Wentz is a bum. Why did they do it? They're going to be good. They're going to finish in third. But yet and still, all four teams have a legitimate shot of making it to the playoffs. I mean, I still wonder about the Giants and just their upside. I mean, granted, Daniel Jones played off, you know, had, has to do so much more, especially when you stack the box against Saquon Barkley. But I, I, w- I would probably say that right now the Commanders, even though they tied, are, are the third best team in the division. You know, I got to say, that's probably right. But that's why I think Dable is the coach of the year. As many excellent coaches, Sirianni, a lot of guys deserve credit. But guys, those, those other guys are working with talent. Dable came in. Year one to a dysfunctional losing franchise. And, and they, if anything, they shed talent, right? Bradbury's in Philadelphia, and he's balling out. Right? He's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons they're so good. I mean, like, and he takes this team, squeezes right now seven wins out of this team? I mean, how does he do it? And the quarterback is playing much better, and they're doing everything to protect them, but, like, he doesn't have receivers, even in that game, Slayton catches the ball. Daniel Jones very aggressive in that terrible sequence when they went three and out, Jay, right? Mm-hmm. But, but he hits Slayton. Slayton has to come down with that ball, right? He doesn't have anyone to throw to. And then on top of that, you're dealing with all the injuries. To me, you're right. They, talent-wise, they should be four out of four. But because of Dable, I can't say that, man. I think the Giants are alive to get in the playoffs, and that includes over the Commanders because I think they got the coach of the year right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, just because he's coach of the year doesn't mean he's going to win a matchup against – Ron Rivera is one hell of a coach, man. Yeah, competitive he's coach. one hell of a coach yep. what he's been able to do with that team. Competitive coach, no question the, about the it. The Giants should have beaten the, the – almost called them eight different names, the Washington Commanders. Um, they should have beaten them. Yeah. I, I don't – they had an opportunity in the end, but, I mean, throughout the course of the game, there was a few mistakes that was made that they can clean up next time. And they'll probably come out on the, on the winning side of things. Man, the Giants yeah. need to focus on one thing, and that's getting a receiver. That's why, like, I know well, Odell, Eldell's sniffing around the cow, probably the Cowboys and this and that. But I feel like if, you know, the, the Giants, if there's a chance to sign a guy at what eventually could be below market, you might want to roll the dice, give him a couple years right now. I don't think, I mean, I think he's going to Dallas, but I'm just saying. Key, I'm glad you say they're, they're receivers in this draft. The Giants definitely need one. I still am not. I, I think who's the best player on either team between the Commanders and Giants? Probably Saquon Barkley. Saquon yeah, Barkley yeah. is probably the yes. best player on either team. I think when you have in, in McLaurin a, is for Washington and Barkley for them. Uh, yeah, right. For but I'm saying like Saquon Barkley is better player than McLaurin. He's a better player. 
Like, if you, if you have the best player on the field, you got a shot, I think. And the Giants do have that a lot of weeks in Saquon, right? So yeah. that, even if that means that all the resources are there to stop him, it should open up something for someone else. TCU quarterback and Heisman Trophy finalist Max Duggan joins us coming up. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU. You can download the podcast. You can listen to us on the app. You click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We are portable. And we're presented by Progressive Insurance and joined right now by TCU quarterback and Heisman finalist Max Duggan. Good morning, Max. How's it going? Doing well. Glad to have you. So let me start with like the, the, the big, broad, obvious one that I'm sure you're getting asked all the time. What does it mean to you to be a Heisman finalist? Yeah, you know, it's uh it's a, you know, I'm in a grateful spot, you know, chose a lot to this university, the guys that I get to play with, my coaching staff. Um, it's great for TCU and, and this football program to kind of get that, uh, that national recognition. But, you know, just grateful to be in this spot, you know, means a lot. Did you expect that at the start of the season that you would be in this spot, not only as a Heisman Trophy finalist, but also in the college football playoff? You know, I think it's something you always dream about. Um, that's what you're always working for is to, you know, be up there with the best, whether it's, you know, um, competing for a national championship, things of that sort. But, you know, we never really talked about anything like that. Um, we understood what you know, our goals were, and that was to play for championships at the end of the year. Um, don't look forward to anything like that. Um, Coach Tex did a great job of getting us right, but, uh, you know, we're in a you know, fortunate position to be here right now. You know, Max, I, I've been in your position. Um, I was a finalist for National Player of the Year Award, and we were in the Final Four. And, um, you know, when you have a chance to win a championship, it's always an incredible feeling. 
but also I think how you enter that Final Four or that opportunity means a lot because watching you guys against Kansas State, that was a painful loss, right? Um, what went through your mind? Because I watched you on the sideline for a while as that game ended, and how do you plan to use that for what's coming next? Yeah, I think you just take uh, that loss. You know, it was uh, it was hard. It hurt. But I think you just take it and uh, let it fuel you. You know, we won a Big 12 championship. We were un- unable to kind of make that happen. But, you know, we were able to get an opportunity to go compete for a national championship. So we got to um, make sure that we wanna, don't want to have that feeling that we had, uh, you know, last Saturday. When you had the opportunity to play for Sonny Dykes and you knew, okay, uh, he's tutored some of the good quarterbacks that's gone on to play in professional ranks. He he also tutored Jared Goff out west at Cal, and you had this opportunity to, to have him be your coach. What was that like? What did you feel like? What were those emotions like? Yeah, I think you know what Coach Dykes has done, you know, being a head coach as a program and also with quarterbacks. You, know, you got Jared Goff, you got Nick Foles, you got, you know, guys that he produced at, at SMU and Louisiana Tech. And so it, it was exciting. You know, you know what type of person he is. He, he's had successful quarterbacks, puts you in a, a friendly offense, puts a lot of confidence in you, lets you kind of be yourself, play free. Uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think that's what really helps guys uh, be successful on Saturdays. I had to wear a, a Michigan jersey on TV the other day because I lost a bet because they came into Columbus, Ohio. And they, they smacked, you know, my Buckeyes. I'm a Buckeye fan when it comes to football because at Duke we didn't really have a lot of things to work with, Max. So uh, I'm rooting for you guys to, to get this done against our tribal. But what do you guys need to do? Like, what do you think are some critical aspects of what you need to do on the field in order to get a win? Yeah, we know that Michigan's a great opponent. You know, what they do offensively in the run game and, and the passing game and defensively, being athletic, being tough, you know, moving around the field. It's going to make our job, you know, difficult. Um you know, on the 31st, but we got to make sure we play our game. Don't make it bigger than we need to. Um, don't make the lights brighter than they need to be. Just be ourselves, play confident. Um, I think that will kind of take care of everything itself. Just uh, execute and, you know, be us. Max Duggan, TCU quarterback, Big 12 player of the year and Heisman Trophy finalist joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, of course. Max, the quarterback, not Max Kellerman, that is. Uh, Max, when you look at the skill position players that you have. You got one of the better receivers in all of college football in Johnston. What does he do so well that puts makes you trust him when you let that football go? You know, I think it's just the work that he shows, you know, leading up in the offseason and practice because you see him make those plays. And then when you get in a game, you know, you have so much trust. You don't even think about, um, you know, putting the ball in his hands. You know, whether it's deep shots, him going vertical, going up and getting the ball where it's kind of intermediate stuff where he can, you know, quick burst, uh, you know, quick routes and get out of it. You know, he's hard to tackle. He's long. He's athletic. But I think just seeing him make the plays, seeing him put in all this work makes me have so much trust in him on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Max Duggan, Heisman Trophy finalist, Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. Max, one of the things that a quarterback has to do is stuff like this on your level. When you reach this level, when your team is really good, when you're really good, you got to talk to the media, and part of the job of that is not stepping in it. Don't give us anything, right? <laughs> like, you got you to answer the questions, and, but how do you – so knowing you have to do this stuff now, part of that it glamorizes what you're doing, right? And, and it's part of the dream of being really successful. And part of it's got to be a pain in the butt. Right. And especially if you show anything other than team success and team focus, then somehow you're not doing it right. So right before you come on with us, 
Is that what you're thinking? Like, oh God, I got to talk to these guys right now. Make sure, or <laughs> or is it something that's fun to do for you? This Heisman, you know, now you 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 go into the Heisman uh, uh, ceremony and you're and you're and you're you're getting ready for the playoff, all that kind of stuff. No, I enjoy it. I enjoy getting to talk to all you guys. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a different you know perspective that a lot of kids in college athletics you know get the opportunity to do. But you know, when you get on this platform, and you know, I'm fortunate enough to talk to a lot of people. Um, I get to share what our team gets to go through. I get to share, you know, those guys' opinions, those guys' stories, uh, things about TCU that a lot of people don't get to, you know, know or, or think about or get to talk about these guys and, and get to know them. So it's just an opportunity for me to show TCU uh, and our program kind of on a national level. See, that's what we're looking see, for when we talk to a quarterback, right? Like, see, Max Duggan drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago. He doesn't need to think, what do they want to hear? He's internalized it already. That's a perfect answer. Right back. No, don't. It Max is. Duggan. He, he, he put it right back Kellerman. on the team. Don't he made it up all about the no. team again. He did. No, no. <clears throat> Max, if you want real training on how to talk to the media, I'm the guy. Look me up. I got you. you, you we want we want yes, you to be, you know. Doing pretty well. Check out. Check me out. You, you can be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jay. Max, I want to ask you, um, you, you just made mention of, about, you know, you want to talk about what guys talk about in the locker rooms or what people don't know about TCU. What, do you, what is it, what is something about TCU that you don't think the country really knows that maybe they will find out? You know, I think what people really um, need to know about is that, you know, we're a team that can play. You know, I think you, you kind of get caught up in, you know, TCU being a small private school in Fort Worth, not having kind of the brand name. But, you know, we got a lot of good players on this team. We got, you know, good coaching staff. We put in a tremendous amount of work. We got a great fan base and, and great community where, you know, athletics is really big here. You know, sports is a big deal at TCU. Um, we love each one of our teams. It's fun to play here. It's fun to be a student athlete here. So I think that's the big thing. Uh, people kind of get caught up in, in the big brands, things of that sort. But, you know, TC is a great spot to be in. I love it. Our guys love it. Our fans love it. Our students love being here, too. Textbook. This Textbook this Max legit. Duggan. This guy's legit. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, Max. such a quarterback. Oh, he, but, he, but he does it. Just, I love see, it. No, but see, I give you everything, but I give you nothing. But, but he's not. But, Max, what I like is what people are detecting, what people are looking for. They're trying to sniff it out, smell it out. Wait, is this dude saying what we want to hear, or does he really believe this stuff? And you have clearly internalized Wait. this to the point where you can answer any question and you make it Wait, all about the I have team. One more question, Max. Yes. What do you guys listen to pregame? Like, what's the TCU football team listen to pregame? You guys get ready for the game. You know, we got a lot of Louisiana kids on our team, so, you know, we're um, listening to some young boy. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, okay. Right. Sound like they're still trying to decipher what exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> All right, Max. All right, Max. You have uh, completed this assignment. We passed with flying colors. Hey, good luck and good luck. Good luck good in luck. your individual uh, uh, recognition and also good luck in terms of good what luck. your team's trying to Go do. Go get man. it. Get it done, baby. Yeah, appreciate having me on. Thanks a lot. All right. Max Duggan, TCU quarterback, guys. Really need him to get the job done. You got it. You need I him need to, him to complete the deal. Why? I just told you why. Were you listening to the interview? Of course. Yeah. Then why are you why? asking? Why? I, I wasn't listening. I want to know. <laughs> because I want Michigan to lose. Why? Oh, jeez. You know they don't play Duke basketball this year, do they? I can't with you. I, I, I can't with this man.
This man just said he's going to root for Colorado. When Jay like has – He has multiple teams in the NFL. Jay – when and, Jay and, and can't now it's like get – Because my parents went to Ohio State, and I'm a Buckeye fan when it comes to football. Now it wants to be used against me. Like, you can't root but for J- multiple When Jay people. can't get pleasure from his own team winning, he roots with all his passion and might ACC coach of the for year. his enemies to fail. The ACC coach of the year. We're making progress. Yeah, that's okay. I understand that. Oh, God. Yeah. He doesn't even know who our coach is. We're building. We're building. Yeah, who are you rooting for in the college football playoff, Key? Who are you rooting for in the college football playoff? Yeah, who are you rooting for, Key? Since your team didn't make it. <laughs> your team made it? Key, who are you rooting for in you the college bad, football is playoff? Bad, is there a bad service? You don't care is at all? On? Is, no. there back, is there a bad connection? Yeah, I'll, I'll root for TCU. All right, there you go. All right. I like that Max Duggan. Yay. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> Yay. <gives> you nothing. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Willemax. Greeny is coming up in a matter of moments. I'm here going to first take. We are back tomorrow, Keep 6 a.m. Eastern. Listen to Keyshawn J. Willemax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. You are.